No Disclosure is overjoyed to say that we are sponsored by DistroKid. If you are an independent musician who wants to get their music out there on every streaming platform imaginable, this is the place to go. I'm picky with sponsors. I would only allow one to be a part of this only if I myself use the product and I've released all of my solo albums as well as singles through DistroKid. Only 20 bucks a year, unlimited uploads, and you keep 100% of your royalties. That is madness. <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience and being a musician for a very long time, record labels do not work that way. As a matter of fact, DistroKid has made history by doing so, marking the first time ever that an artist high on the charts made 100% of their earnings. You're not alone in this. Major record labels are now looking to DistroKid for new talent. My albums are worldwide. Yours should be too. By going to the link in the description of this episode, you get 7% off the first year of an already insane, measly 20 bucks a year to upload unlimited music that you have created and want to share with the world. By going to the link I am providing in this episode's description, you support No Disclosure, you save some money off the first year. Did I mention it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? And you get your music heard, which in the end is the most important thing. Okay, and we're off. Hey, uh, Wasabi. So I'm just wanting to ask, since you're sitting in here, do you want to meow your ass off and interrupt the whole damn show in here or out there with mommy? I'm just wondering. Because you're going to do it either way. Like, do you want to meow and interrupt the show in this room or in the other room? In here? Okay, great. This is from Northeast Channel, Nebraska. Norfolk police pull over a man with a bull riding shotgun. As in, yes, a bull. <laughs> There's a video of this too, by the way. You need to see it. It's unbelievable. At around 10 a.m., Norfolk Police Division responded to a call of a man driving eastbound on 275 with a Watu Watusi bull in his passenger seat. If you want to know what a Watusi bull is, bull, bull, if you want to know what that is, it's a big-ass bull with horns about as wide as the car. <laughs> around 10 a.m., Norfolk, Nebraska. Police division responded to a call of a man driving eastbound on 275 with a Watusi bull in his passenger seat. The officers received call referencing a car driving into town that had a goddamn cow in it. <laughs> yeah, they thought it was a calf, probably. But no, cow. Grown. Massive. Yeah. The occupant of the vehicle was identified as Lee, not the cow, the guy driving, was Lee Meyer of Nil. <laughs> Nebraska, where do you guys get these fucking names from? The Watusi Bull's name, in case you want to know. <laughs> like, that's news. The Bull's name is Howdy Doody. <laughs> oh, perfect. Lee was immediately pulled over by Norfolk police as they performed a routine traffic stop. Routine my ass. The officer wrote him some warnings. A warning? You got a warning? You got a warning for that? Holy shit. <laughs> that's awesome. A warning. Okay. There were some citable issues with that situation. The officer chose to write him a warning and ask him to take the animal back home and leave it in the city. Meyer and Howdy Doody 
are on their way back home. Incredibly, nobody was hurt, killed, injured, especially the car. It's a bull. Have you ever seen how big a fucking bull is? I know you guys in the Midwest and you guys in the South and all that. Like, how could nobody know what a bull is? Some of us grew up in cities around civilization and shit. There are those of us who don't know how large a bull is. I, for one, do. I used to work at Hormel Meats. I worked at a meatpacking place. And, uh, yeah, dealt with cows, pigs, all that stuff. Bulls, they are terrifyingly massive. One million pounds of solid muscle. (laughs) They're terrifying. This guy had one in his car. Bull doesn't give a shit. He's just hanging out, going for a ride. I love it. Bull's just being his best self. (laughs) Having the time of his life. That's wonderful. Ah, You guys got to see the video of that, by the way. Look it up. Welcome to No Disclosure. This podcast is brought to you by Asylum 817 Productions, Spotify, Prevail Guitar Works, and DistroKid. This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys and the sheer audacity. See? There you go. You wanted to meow in here. This is going to go on for the entire show. So what do I want, huh? Do, do I want outside and have kind of an echoey meow that I can't fucking mix out? Or do I want a clear and concise meow that I may be able to cover up with my own mixing? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, Wasabi. This one's going to be fun. <laughs> Should I say the intro again? This podcast is where we go on the news, see what's happening in the world, and based like fine, expensive turkeys and the sure audacity and craziness that is our news media. There we go. God. <laughs> I think I'm going to let him out. Because he's going to do it anyway, either way. He thinks that when I'm sitting here recording, I'm tethered to this spot and I can't get up. You hear this? You hear this? I, I, his contribution is, is just fucking comedy gold. Anyway... Now that Wasabi is going running free, and in five minutes he's going to start meowing at the door again, if I let him in, I'll get about three minutes of talking, and then he'll start meowing to get out. Either way, I'm fucked. Welcome to the cat podcast. Anyway, this is from the Today Show. A mom accidentally hired a stripper dressed as Barbie for her five-year-old's birthday party. That is awesome. (laughs) How fucking stupid can you be? Massachusetts mom turned bright pink when she realized the Barbie impersonator she recruited for her five-year-old daughter's birthday party was actually a stripper. <laughs> the now viral TikTok video, because, yeah, of course, why wouldn't TikTok have anything to do with this? TikTok had to be a part of this equation, didn't it? <laughs> Julia Dugan. 32-year-old pharmacist, grown person, explained that it was the 90s, and it was an innocent mistake. Her mother, oh, this happened, what, this happened when she, wait a minute, I'm, I'm getting mixed messages here. It's not the fucking 90s. Did this happen back in the day with her mom? I don't get it. What the fuck is happening here? <laughs> I guess this happened with her when she was a kid. Hmm. Okay. All right. Cool. Thanks for making that clear today, show. (laughs) You guys are great. 
Anyway, just wasted five fucking minutes there. <sighs> so yeah, mom hired back in the day in the nineties when this girl was a kid. Hired. <laughs> Adult entertainer after calling some numbers in a phone book. Where were you looking in said phone book? Uh, I still don't think, I mean, I, even before internet, you know, uh, looking up in the yellow pages, there's still no excuse. How could you not know that you're hiring a stripper? I just, I don't get it. Did the stripper play? Yeah, oh, that's really sweet. See, the stripper played along, probably got to the party and realized, oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck me. God damn it. Let me run, let Barbie run to the bathroom really, uh, really quick, honey, and then we'll come out and we'll have the best birthday ever. And she's thinking, fuck, I got to remove these vibrating panties. <laughs> she said the woman showed up and I loved her. She played along, didn't take off one stitch of clothing. The little girl followed her around, thrilled that Barbie came to the birthday party. All of the parents were in stitches the entire time, and the girl couldn't figure it out. Yeah, because they're laughing because your mom is a dumb shit. Dugan, who lives in Maine, tells today that the Barbie impersonator arrived in a bikini top and a grass skirt. She also had very long blonde hair. Oh, God. <laughs> the grown-up five-year-old now, Ms. Dugan, says, I remember holding her hand and walking around. I was starstruck. She played along, and she was wonderful. <laughs> wasn't until she was in high school that she heard the actual story. Looking at old photos, her mom, being the fucking genius that she is, completely forgot about it, and it was like, oh, yeah, this is what happened. Accidentally ordered the... Oh, this isn't the first thing that she's done. She also shared in the interview that my mom accidentally ordered the Spice Channel in place of a Spice Girls concert on pay-per-view one time. Your mom's a fucking moron. I'm sorry. Jeez. Sounds like this lady went senile at about 30. Are you fucking kidding me? Make sure, just call her every once in a while, because you're grown now. You know, you have your own life. Just call her every once in a while and make sure that she can put her pants on without burning her fucking house down. Again, from the Today Show. Let's see if they know how to tell a fucking story here. A man wins a right to keep his emotional support emu at home. <laughs> emotional support emu. <laughs> you kind of remind me of my downstairs neighbors. I live in an apartment, and I swear the downstairs neighbors, they're either building a fucking ark down there, or they have an emotional support rhinoceros. I just don't see why you guys have these emotional support kind of weird animals. I would think that an emotional support animal would be something, you know, that you could cuddle. I, I love animals. I'm an animal lover, okay? You got to be nice to the, to the animals. But what is cute and cuddly about a fucking emu? You're having a bad day. You're depressed. You're curled up on the couch. I could understand dog, cat. I can understand a fucking baby chimpanzee. I can understand a goddamn parakeet. They understand <laughs> affect, aff affection. And even if these other animals don't, they kind of suck at it. What are you going to do when you're depressed and laying on the couch next to a fucking half a pint of Hagen dies? You know what I mean? What's the eat? Your dog's going to jump up and cuddle with you. Your cat's going to give you little boops and nuzzles. And emu's coming up. Bark! What the fuck is it going to do? <laughs> An emotional support emu. Okay. I don't know what's emotionally supporting about a fucking emu. Half naked fucking 
<laughs> yeah, it looks like a half-plucked fucking, you know, charred monstrosity. The legal fight over the bird had inspired him to run for office, but other emu owners say the birds shouldn't be kept as pets. Especially, <laughs> this is awesome. Experienced grief and depression. His brother and father both died in the span of less than two years. My heart goes out to you, my man. But, I, you know, I suffer from depression, too. And, and sometimes when I'm in the throes of this mental illness, I suffer from it, too. I ain't giving you shit. I've made decisions that I probably should not have made. Maybe this one needs to be reevaluated. Although sometimes, I'm, I'm serious. These decisions you got to chalk down as this was a uh, decision made in the throes of, of depression. It's like never going shopping. Don't go shopping when you're hungry kind of shit. You know what I mean? I don't know what that has to do with it, but it sounded good. I sounded like a fucking expert there for a minute. <laughs> but in a bizarre twist of fate here, okay, this quite large flightless bird, he says the emo. <laughs> Some people are reporting the emus are better than dogs. Somehow, I doubt that very much. <laughs> I know they're very, very intelligent. But... Just to give this uh, kind of a twist at the end, if you didn't think this was weird enough, the judge ruled in his favor. <laughs> yeah. Highly unusual that someone would keep an emu as a pet or as a companion animal while also residing in the heart of a fucking suburbia. Yes, the bird lives inside. Defendant has shown that this is not impossible. Shouldn't you guys think about the welfare of the bird? I mean, they're not meant to be living in fucking apartments and shit. The city required him to remove the emu from his home, so he sent her to his friend's ranch in Tennessee in June. Oh, so he had an emu. Okay, wait a minute. Oh. So the bird is not allowed in the household. Oh, okay. So he took the bird to a friend's ranch in Tennessee. He plans to get another, he can, oh, I get it. So he can keep an emu chicken there, but once it gets to a certain age, he's going to have to let it go. Oh, okay. So the, the judge ruled that he can, oh, that's what the ruling is. Today show, you did it again. What the fuck is wrong with, with the Today Show? On the TV, they're pretty good at telling a fucking story, but then you go on their website and they, they leave, like, the most important information out entirely, or they put it at the end. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Okay, so let us know what fucking happened. There's people that, you know, steal your articles here. <laughs> so what happened was the judge said, yeah, you can keep an emu in your home. That, that can be a, a viable support pet. But once it gets to a certain age, it's got to go. So the guy got rid of this big, giant, fucking huge emu that's in this picture, and he's living with the chick now. Once the, your friend's going to fucking hate you after a while. Every What are you going to do? Every couple of years, you're going to just drop a new emu off at his ranch? <laughs> he has to feed those fucking things. I bet he's going to love you after a couple years. You'll like this. This is from NBCPhiladelphia.com. Facial recognition tech... <laughs> I ran out of breath there. Did you hear that? Thank you. <laughs> Facial recognition technology <laughs> helps nab an 86-year-old man who stole his dead brother's identity in 1965. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, wow. That was a good one. 
Facial recognition tech helps nab an 86-year-old man who stole his dead brother's identity in 1965. Yeah. That is crazy. How did this happen? Like, I have questions. That just this blows my mind. Like, we got to find this out. Because I do have questions. 86-year-old man accused of assuming his dead brother's identity decades ago and using it to double dip on social security benefits. Ooh, naughty, naughty has been convicted of several charges caught by facial recognition technology that matched the same face to two different identities. Yes, but how did they have the brother who died in the 60s, how did they have his face on file? That's what I'm wondering. Assume the identity of his brother in 1965, a quarter century after his sibling's death as an infant. What? The brother died as an infant, so how the fuck did they do facial recognition technology? Are you kidding? Used the stolen identity to obtain Social Security benefits under both identities. Multiple passports, state ID cards. Wow, you've been doing this for a while. You fucking asshole. <laughs> Jeez. Your brother dies and he's like, well, <laughs> you win some, you lose some, and takes all of his fucking identity. Damn, dude. He intends to appeal. <laughs> Good luck with that. And we'll seek to help Gonzalez out of prison. <laughs> Your defense lawyer's got some work to do. <laughs> this is crazy. Invest okay, I gotta know about the facial recognition technology though. Used by the main bureau of motor vehicles to ensure no one obtains multiple credentials or credentials under someone else's name. Yeah, but if you don't have the other face on file, you know what I'm saying? So oh, okay, all right, this makes sense. From what I gather is that obviously they you know, this technology recognized his face. Right? Because he has proper credentials under his name. But then it flagged, hey, this guy has another driver's license. And then it's kind of obvious at that point, once you look into it and find out he had a brother that died, kaboom! You don't got to be Sherlock Holmes to figure that shit out. You could be like the Will Ferrell version of Sherlock Holmes. There you go. Even Will Ferrell Sherlock Holmes can solve a mystery. That's why you should always follow your dreams, no matter how dumb you are. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a detective with the IQ of 12, and we've just proven on this show that there are some mysteries even you can solve. <laughs> this is from the BBC News. BBC, sup? Suffolk police request railings to stop sex on tombstones? What? Oh, my God. Talk about disrespect. There's some shit that you just don't want to play with, you know? Like... Some stuff is even taboo, even for me. That, <laughs> you took a look at my ex-wife, man, and saw that fucking piece of work? Just imagine, I've licked her butthole. I've done some fucked up shit in my life, boy. <laughs> you know? But there's some stuff even I wouldn't touch. Sex on a tombstone? That's just asking for it. Not only for the fun, for fucking police. Well, there's just some things you don't want to mess with. Man, you're fucking crazy. Crazy. Suffolk police made the recommendations in a letter responding to plans to redevelop Aura Square and Ipswich. You guys got some fucking names over there. The area has had its high level of crime and antisocial behavior, including people using raised tombstones for sexual activity, drugs and alcohol, it's, it's, it, and it's turning into kind of a, dis, a, a fucking epidemic. It is disrespectful as shit. Me, on the other hand, kind of depends on the person. And when I die, 
And if I have a raised tombstone or whatever, I would not mind people fucking on my tombstone. In fact, I encourage it. <laughs> that would be awesome. I guess it depends on the person. Maybe BBC, U.S. government, whatever, have some kind of a stamp or a sign or a plaque or a sticker or something that says, it's okay to fuck on this tombstone. Because I, I wouldn't mind it at all. Matter of fact, I'm starting to say that's kind of a requirement and I should probably update my will. This is something that I really do need to put in there. But yeah, this is becoming a thing in the UK. What the fuck? What, what, what is it about tombstone? I know that I understand that there's fetishes out there and people are into certain shit. You know, I, I, I get that. I'm, I'm a realist. I'm no prude. Even if I'm not into a particular thing, I, I get it. All right. I get people wanting, I, I, on a sick level, I get all of it. You know, watching large women crush bread and, you know, being spanked and wearing diapers and shit. I, I, on a sick level, I can understand all that shit. But what about, what is it about seeing a tombstone? What is it about seeing a tombstone that makes you be like, uh huh? Yeah. Hey, honey, we need to skip Arby's tonight. We got something else we got to take care of. You, you know what I mean? What is that? I, I, you got to be a pretty sick individual to be cruising around, stop at a cemetery, be like, get out of the car. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm, I, we can't wait till we get home. <laughs> yeah, we're, it's happening, and it's happening right now. Like, ooh, this tombstone's looking nice and flat. Come here, honey. Come shit on daddy's hair. <laughs> I don't understand that. How is that? How does that arouse you? I just don't. Different strokes for different folks. This is from KSL TV5, NBC affiliate out of Provo, Utah. <clears throat> wow, you hear my voice a second ago? Jeez. Men arrested for breaking into a Provo church and stealing chicken nuggets. <laughs> wow, you really like your chicken nuggets. But a church? Was this premeditated or was this something that you just thought up on the fly? Because when I think church, the last thing that comes to my mind is chicken nuggets. <laughs> If I was that into chicken nuggets, I would probably steal them from, you know, like a restaurant or something. But a man is suspected of breaking into a church and cooking chicken nuggets that did not belong to him Saturday afternoon. You're going to fucking hell for that. Daniel Jason Coleman, 49, was booked into the Utah County Jail for third-degree felony charge. Wow. Wow. So you're going to go to the clink on a felony charge. And what you have to tell all of the other inmates was that this shit was over chicken nuggets. They're going to be like, God damn, where did you steal the fucking nuggets from? <laughs> where the fuck did you break into? Jesus Christ. Huh? The fucking New York Federal Reserve? Where did this happen? That's a hell of a stiff charge. According to police, a bystander noticed Coleman entering a meeting house of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah, bystander told police that the man was wandering through the neighborhoods in the area, looking into cars and backyards, just your average every day. Well, basically Florida, man. When Provo police officers arrived at the church, they found a single unlocked door. Okay, we don't need a fucking story here. What are you guys writing a novel? Placed him into custody. He admitted he had taken the nuggets from the fridge and eaten them. So we don't know if this was a premeditated thing or not. We have no idea. This guy... Uh, probably can't put together a coherent enough sentence to let you know. Anyway, uh, one of our great mysteries, I suppose. Tonight, we discuss 
The guy who broke into a church and stole chicken nuggets. Of all the expensive things that churches have, of all the money that churches bring in, he came in for chicken nuggets. Stay tuned as why try as we try to figure out what the fuck why. Thank you. <laughs> it's a mystery. I'm not sure I even want to go there. I don't even I don't think I even want to know why. Everything that churches have in them, all the expensive shit, all the fucking money that churches bring in. And this is what you do, okay? Well, you were wandering around looking at cars. I think you were just looking for some shenanigans, right? You were just looking to get up to some shit. So you decide that <laughs> breaking into a church and eating some nuggets was the way to go. Man, are you living on the fucking wild side? This is from NBC Philadelphia. <laughs> This is fucking, this is, this is stupid. NBC, I, I just, I'm picturing this guy in my head and I fucking love it. NBC Philadelphia again. We just heard a story from them, right? We're talking about the, you know, the dead brother guy. Well, they're on a roll this week. Toddler, three years old, sneaks out of a crib and takes himself on a solo date to McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know where Harry Houdini went. TikTokers are loving oh, a story about a toddler who took himself on a field trip to Mickey D's. And the now viral video, Marissa Pfeiffer, Pfeiffer, who is mom of a three-year-old, three-year-old twins. God, okay. <laughs> I need to quit. Aiden and Olivia shares a story about a family nap that took a scary turn. I was sleeping on the floor right next to their cribs. What could go wrong? Turns out a lot. When Pfeiffer woke up, Aiden was gone. So were his shoes. You named a boy Aiden? This has to stop. You know, this is going to be a grown man one day, right? You're aware of this? Okay. There's only two kinds of people that are doing these Aiden, Caden, Hayden, Jaden. All these fucking names for these boys who are going to be men someday. It's either single moms or couples where the dad is a pussy. And doesn't step up and be like, this name's fucking stupid. I'm not going to give a boy this name. What the fuck is wrong with you? Single moms, I get it. You don't fucking know any better. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that you're not completely fucking stupid. I'm just saying you get, a, you get more of a pass than couples that have a, you know, a man in there. Because the man should step up and be like, that name's fucking retarded. <laughs> That's stupid. Sorry, I'm... I'm I try not to say the word retarded. I know it pisses some of you off, and I completely understand. I grew up in the 80s in Southern California. You know what I mean? It's a really difficult habit to break. So if the if the word retard slips out, I just fucking said it again. If it slips out, I, can I, if I make reference to it, can I still say it? I do apologize. I know. It's a devastating fucking word. So yes, those of you offended by the word retarded, please accept my sincere apology. But... I, I just, I, <laughs> I know I'm not talking about the news article here, but this is something that really fucking bothers me. Hayden, Caden, Jaden, Maiden, Hayden. This is going to be a grown-ass man someday. He's going to be sitting around hanging out with Kyle and Todd and Steven and Bill and Tony. Jaden's coming. Hi, I'm Jaden. Hi, Jaden. Tony and Bob are going to beat the fucking shit out of Jaden. Fuck Jaden. Jaden sucks. Fuck Jaden, everybody that looks like Jaden. Are you kidding me? It's not a man's name. It's going to be a grown man one day. All these fucking names. I don't get it. And I know couples who do this. 
And you know what the man's thinking. It's like, you fucking pussy, step up and say something. Name's fucking gay. What's wrong with you? It's stupid. Single moms, yeah, I get it. I get it. I was raised by women. There's just some things that it takes a man to do. You know, you get a little bit of a pass, not a big one. So, yes, three-year-old is okay. Made a little field trip to McDonald's. <laughs> Had a time, the time of his life. How do you do that, by the way? Like, how do you, how would you explain to a, a, a three-year-old that sneaks off to basically, you know, what McDonald's is fucking Disneyland to a three-year-old, you know? How do you explain to them that what you did was bad? <laughs> You could say, oh, I was so worried about you. Don't do that to your parents. You know, that's that's not cool. You scared your parents. You know, you could play that angle. But how do you really explain to a three-year-old that what you did was naughty? <laughs> because this was like, this must have been the greatest adventure of his life. You know, he goes outside of the house, goes to McDonald's. It's like baby's day out. He lived it for real, minus the gorilla and Joe Montagna. But that's awesome. It's just, I'm glad the kid's okay. This is from... Uh, <laughs> This is from VT. What is from VT? If my internet would work properly. What are you doing? Okay, there we go. Man about to be fired. Cassie pointed this one out to me. She gave me this article today. Yeah. Man about to be fired brings an emotional support clown to a meeting. Emotional, see? Well, this is all about the emotional support shit this week. Thank you for listening to the emotional support week of No Disclosure. Someone knocking on the door? I heard a knock. Anyway, getting fired from a job is something everyone dreads. We know this. But one man found a pretty brilliant way to make his final conversation with HR much more enjoyable than it would have otherwise been. Josh Thompson, who's from Auckland, decided to make the uncomfortable moment one to remember for the right reasons. Brought a goddamn emotional support clown with him. <laughs> that is fucking awesome. After sensing bad news coming, when he was called in for a meeting with bosses at the ad agency he's working for, Josh made the most of having the option to bring a support person with him. Yeah, brought a support person with him. So why not deck this person out in complete clown garb? Joe the Clown, to sit in the, a friend of his. I sat in the meeting with him, and Joe lightened the mood by making balloon animals and even mimed crying when redundancy papers were slid across the... <laughs> yeah, I know. When Josh got his walking papers... The, the clown was <laughs> miming sadness and making fucking sad animal balloons and shit. That is awesome. In New Zealand, in case you're wondering, the law states that employees can bring a friend or family member to these kinds of meetings with them so that they can make the, you know, make notes or just support the person if they become overwhelmed by what's happening. You could actually bring someone there to, you know, support you during these, uh, you know, like when you're getting your fucking slip, getting fired, which is cool. You go New Zealand. But one guy decided to take it up a notch, brought a full-blown fucking clown with him. <laughs> I don't care how shitty an employee this guy was. If he has the gumption, the balls, the tenacity, and the fucking resources to bring a fully decked out clown with him to get his walking papers, you know, for the firing meeting, I'd be like, you know what? Tell you what. <laughs> And this is an advertising agency, you fucking morons. You want this kind of person. This is the kind of person that you want. What did he do? Did he poop too much? Huh? Did he get sick and have to call out? Did he have one too many, you know, family fucking tragedies, you bastards? I don't know how New Zealand is. If it's anything like America, it's probably one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. 
Was there a hurricane and his house flooded and then you fired him because he couldn't come into work? Was it one some of that bullshit that happens here? Whatever the reason, whatever the reason, this is a guy that you want to keep. <laughs> Look at his sense of humor. Look how resourceful he is. I don't give a shit why he got fired. This is the reason as a business owner myself. Despite the reason, I don't care if he fucking explosive diarrhea all over the fucking floor and made me clean it. Does this one get a pass? You you only get one, so don't keep up the shenanigans, okay? Okay. But your resourcefulness, your sense of humor, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> you should. I'm serious. You should be able to keep your job. All right, guys, that's 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 fucking great. New Zealand, that rule kind of came back to bite you in the ass, but that's 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 awesome, and you allowed it too, which is fucking great. So anyway, guys, that's all we got. <laughs> Special thanks to this week's sponsors who make this show possible. Also, make sure to check out the link to our Patreon page in this episode's description, where as little as a dollar a month. You can get everything from bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, giveaways at certain tiers, outtakes and bloopers, and a podcast just for the patrons. Who the fuck does that? This guy. Special thanks to the patrons, by the way. The Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel. Donald Haynes. Dillagaff, I really do appreciate you guys. Thank you for being patrons. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all we got, huh? 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 Boom. It's been a week already. See you next week. Bye-bye, my babies. I love you all. And be fancy. Oh, that's it. We is done. I kind of want McDonald's now. Like, my, my brain is weird. You know what I want right now? I want to go to McDonald's. Let's, like, combine everything. I want to go to McDonald's. <clears throat> okay, listen to this. Listen to me here. I want to go to McDonald's on the way there, screw on a headstone, and take my emotional support bowl with me to McDonald's to where we can get some emu nuggets. Bam! Perfect end to a perfect day! Need to know it's the faces here. No disclosure, vicious mist. Confiscated evidence. No smoking gun. Public has a right to throw. Lunatic Soup Podcast, hosted by Megan Reyna, is a supernatural podcast that explores all things wild, weird, and unknown, with a few laughs along the way. Every Thursday, Meg and Raina delve into the realm of the paranormal, unraveling ghost stories that'll send shivers down your spine, unveiling cryptids that defy explanation, and exploring encounters with extraterrestrial beings that'll leave you questioning reality itself. But that's not all. The Lunatic Soup podcast goes beyond mere storytelling. Meg and Raina sit down with experts in the field of the paranormal, including seasoned ghost hunters, passionate historians, and knowledgeable supernatural enthusiasts. Together, they unearth the secrets hidden in the shadows and bring you the latest insights into the unknown. As they venture into the mysteries of the universe, Meg and Raina add their own special touch of passion and enthusiasm, making every episode a thrilling and captivating experience. And what's a podcast without a little indulgence? Stick around to join them in sampling locally crafted hard ciders lovingly referred to as lunatic soup. So, if you're ready to unlock the mysteries of the paranormal world while sipping on some lunatic soup, tune in every Thursday to the Lunatic Soup Podcast. Prepare to be spellbound, entertained, and enlightened. Ready to brew some lunatic soup? A link will be provided in this episode's description, so check it out.